And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Luke Smith from Envision Financial. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. There's a lot going on. There's a bloke walking around today with $60 million <laughs> more in his pocket than he had yesterday. Uh, if you need any financial advice, give Luke Smith a call. <laughs> I'll just get to the shops and have a crack at whatever you want. <laughs> I'll be talking about this around the office today. And, uh, you know, you say, what would you do with the $60 million? People say, oh, go on a holiday and buy a nice house and buy a new car. Okay, you've done that. You've still mm. got $59 million left. Yeah. What are you going to do with the rest of it? Yeah, and therein lies the conundrum of, well, how do you really value your time? In a similar way, retirement's a similar sort of conundrum. And I think COVID has given people a window into what it's like to be at home doing nothing. And whilst, yes, you couldn't travel and all those other things that were in impact of COVID, People realise that they need something to do to fill their days. Yeah. And you've spent 30, 40, 50 years filling 40 hours or more of your week and it's a lot harder than people realise. So that's why I keep saying to people, a little bit of part-time work's not going to kill you. And I often challenge people and say, what do you need seven days for that you can't do in five mm-hmm. outside of having a you know solid holiday? But <laughs> you know you can, you can do that periodically yeah but it gets it gets people thinking right when you when you've actually got to fill your days it's a lot harder than you realize yeah well it can be i, I think i'm imaginative enough to come up with something to do if i had oh, the 60 million dollars i'm gonna have a red hot crack at yeah. it one day i'll tell you absolutely <laughs> first of july today so mm. uh, all of the end of financial year stuff is now behind us uh the only things we need to note is that there's more money going into super as from yep. today uh, there's been some improvements for things like the downsizer rules yep. And there was something else, uh, improved thresholds for people to access the seniors' healthcare card. And the removal of the work test for people over 67 through to 75, which is uh, it's a real big one. Yeah, so we've spoken about most of those things over the last few weeks. So today we're looking at super splitting, yep. which is a handy way of sharing the wealth. Well, it's a, it's a, I think it's one of the most underutilised strategies, and I laugh and say it's, it's used for people who marry well. And that could be on either side of the equation, depending on what you just side is well um, but super splitting effectively allows you to move all of the deductible contributions employer contributions and earnings that you've had in your account over a 12-month period into a spouse's name now a lot of people aren't aware this one's available but it's great for a number of reasons one you can move money to the older person's name okay so let's say i'm 45 and my wife's 55 because the older person will get to their Commonwealth preservation age first, it makes sense to have a lot of the money held in their name. Because if I put $27,500 into super last week and I claim a tax deduction for that, I get all of my tax benefits. Now with the super splitting, you can only super split from the start of a new financial year. And that's why we're talking about it today. Because from now going forwards is where people can write to their fund and say, hey, Mr. Fund, I put in $10,000. I'd like to split $8,500 to this person, please, and here's their super information. So people need to check that their fund allows it. All good funds do, with the exception of all good funds not including defined benefits. It's not to say they're not good funds, great funds. They just don't allow it. Um, But... You put your contribution in, you split the money to the older person's name, and then the money gets invested inside their super fund. So nobody misses out on their deductions. It doesn't use up the other person's thresholds. It's all done on an individual basis. But once the money's in, we just move it over to the older person's name because you can bring forward 
their preservation age. Now, you can only split deductible contributions. Okay, so we've spoken in the past about putting in money and claiming a tax deduction, yep. and we've talked about putting in lump sum money as a non-concessional contribution or a downsizer contribution. Okay, you can't split those. You can only split deductible contributions, which would include personal deductible payments from your own money, salary sacrifice throughout the year, and obviously the earnings of the fund. So they're the, the types of contribution that get assessed under the limit of $27,500 per annum. So you can split those. You cannot retrospectively go back like you can with other concessions. So each financial year you need to use this piece of legislation now. You can't go to your fund and say, hey, can you split my contributions from 2020? So you need to act in this next 12 months for the previous 12 months. Right. You need to make sure that the person you are splitting your benefits to has not already retired or met a condition of release. So as long as the person you're giving the, the, the money to is gainfully employed whilst being over their Commonwealth preservation age, that's fine. But if the person you're going to split to has already met a condition of release and told a fund, hey, I've retired, I want some cash, you can't split to them. Okay, so, so too late by that stage, the horse has bolted. Correct. That's exactly right. Um, and you can only do it at this time of year. So don't panic and think, oh, I missed out before 30 June. There was a form I haven't. It only starts from today. And yep. that's why we're talking about it today. So they're the, they're the key things to consider. Yeah. And so while it relates to money from the financial year that has just concluded, you can only make the decision now from the beginning of the new financial year. Yep. And then you have until the end of this financial Correct. year to make the arrangements. Exactly right. But and the sooner the better. Exactly. Do it while you're thinking about it. Get your paperwork sorted. And then you don't have a panic like we had with some people last week. We need to do what we need. We need to do it. Who is it that keeps on saying, if you're early, you're never late? Someone keeps saying that. They also say, you don't know what you don't know. But, you know, <laughs> well, you don't. You exactly. just don't. So what are the important things for people to consider when you're considering uh, super splitting? Yeah, so one, you can't split to someone that's already retired. Two, think about how you're going to use your contributions to super. And this is where you need to dig a little bit deeper into your why. People might say, oh, well, I don't want to put money into super because I want to pay off my house. But if you're 55 and have a mortgage, or even 50 and have a mortgage, if you put money into superannuation and claim a tax deduction, that reduces your taxable income. That's a great thing. If you then split the money that you put in to an older spouse, you're now bringing forward the time that you have to get it because the older person will get to 61st. Yep. Then what if you pulled that money out tax-free and paid off your mortgage, which you would have done had you not put the money into super anyway. So people need to start bringing this strategy into broader strategies as well because if you can pay 15% tax putting money into super, save it up over the years and then pull it out tax-free at 60, you've effectively paid a large portion or a big block of your mortgage off and you've only paid 15% tax on your earnings. Yeah, That's a lot better than 39 or 49% depending on your marginal tax rate. So don't look at this strategy as something in isolation look at it as part of a broader strategy to plan how and when you might want to fund a coast house think about what you're going to need in retirement if there's a solid age difference between a couple and he says right i'm done at 60 
there's a very, 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 very good chance she's going to say, well, either I'm done too or I'm coming down to two or three days a week because I want to spend a bit more time doing things with you. Now, if she's been super splitting to him over the years and has built up a capital base in his account, that could allow her to say, well, when she hits 55, she's going to three days a week. And the money that he can pull out tax-free out of his super, which is really hers, Mm -hmm. can cover the two days of wages that you've foregone. So I guess I want people to be aware of this one because we raise this in appointments and people just look at you with this shocked look on their face and they go, can you really do that? Going, yeah, you really can. Are you sure? (laughs) I'm really sure. Yes. Oh, wow. But it then has other strategic benefits for paying off non-deductible debt, buying retirement assets, clearing car leases, fixed payments, all sorts of other things that you can do. Another big one is use it to equalise superannuation balances if one spouse has gone over the transfer balance cap. You might want to split money out of their fund and into the spouse's fund because if you go over the transfer balance cap of 1.7, you can't draw a tax-free pension out of your account. So that's a good one for people with defined benefit schemes where you need to sort of equalise the value of your super when you both move into retirement phase. Okay, so are there some other key uh, considerations that uh, people should keep in mind? Yeah, I think it's, it's not something that you have to do. Okay, don't race out and now say, oh, hang on, I've got to do it, I've got to do it. If you're both 50 or if you're both 57, if you're both 60, then obviously there's no benefit doing it. You need to have a sizable age difference, really, as the primary sort of driver, or have one member of a couple be significantly over the transfer balance cap and they could split money over to the the other person's name. They're two really good reasons to do it. And the third one is make sure you get your paperwork correct. And this is really important because if you're going to split, make sure you've lodged all of your paperwork on your side to get the deductions that you're entitled to before the money gets split because if it leaves the fund without the deduction being claimed, you could miss out on tax benefits in your own name. Okay, so that's always an important piece of advice, isn't it? Make sure you've got all the the paperwork organised and the I's dotted, the Mm, T's crossed, all of those things. It's always good advice no matter what you're talking about, Mm. but in this case in particular, it's it's critical, isn't it? Oh, it's vital because if if you write to the fund, let's say you threw some money in last week, and you haven't lodged your notice of intent to claim a tax deduction, then you write to the fund and go, well, I want to split it. If you then lodge a notice to claim a tax deduction and the money's not there, the fund will come back and go, well, we don't have any money that came in this year in your account because it's already left, so you can actually rob yourself of tax savings. So line your ducks up and make sure you don't uh, create tears for yourself. Yeah, and take the steps in the right order. Exactly, because it can get ugly and messy. All right, fantastic stuff. Super splitting. It's uh, it's not as complicated as it sounds, but it is important that you get the details right. And if you're not exactly sure what it's all about, Luke, in the nutshell, what is super splitting and what are the key things for people to consider? Well, I think that name's good at the moment because the only super thing about super <laughs> at the moment is the fact that you can split it to a spouse because there's not much else good about super at the moment, as we all know. So um, use this strategy to get money into the older person's name. And that's not sexist or ageist or whatever. It's just it makes sense to be able to access your money on a tax-free basis over the age of 60. So if there's a decent age bracket, Mm -hmm. 
use this to accumulate wealth in the older person's name because they'll be able to get it first and start tax-free pensions, be able to draw money out to cover lost wages for the younger person because they may want to reduce to a part-time basis. You may want to pay off a house with tax-free money at 60. This strategy should be used in conjunction with the bring forward rules where you haven't used up all of your concessional contribution cap, which is 27500 So this is a great one to say, right, I'm going to drop 50000 into super this year because I've got to sell a property and then I can maximise my tax deductions and then split it into the older person's name. So there are a range of other strategic benefits that run off the back of this particular strategy. But just remember, you can only split 85% of your concessional contributions. A concessional contribution includes salary sacrifice from work, a personal deductible contribution from yourself, and that also incorporates the earnings inside the fund. So you can split 85% of your benefit because the ATO still want their 15% clip. Splitting the money to the spouse does not impact the spouse's thresholds in relation to their ability to make a contribution to super. So don't worry that if you move money from your account to their account, you're going to blow them up in any way. You're not because you have your deductible limit. They have their deductible limit and this doesn't impact that. You can't split to somebody that's already retired. Keep that in mind. There is specific paperwork you need to lodge with your fund. So as I said before the ad break, give them a ring, get the paperwork, get all the details because they want to want information about you. They're going to want to know information about your account, your spouse's account, where is it, what fund is it with and what are all the identifying details and then how much do you want to split. You don't have to split 85%. You might put... $20,000 in the super and split 10 of it to a spouse and keep 10 yourself. It's like most things. You can split up to. Nobody says you have to. Nobody says you must. It's just there if you want to use it for your particular why so that you can get the best outcome out of this strategy. So they're the sort of key things I'd be considering. Um, And remember that it is non-cumulative, right? This one's very important. If you don't split this year, for last year's contributions, they stay where they are forever. Yeah. So it's an annual thing. It's not retrospective. You can't, like some other legislation, go back and say, hey, Mr. Superfund, can I split my 2020 contributions? In the following 12 months is the window you have to do it. After that, money stays where it is and you can't split anything after that fact. So it's it's non-cumulative. Yeah. Use it, make the most of it. And it's from financial year to financial year. It's not the calendar Correct. year. Correct, that's right. Yep, yep that's right. So you've got so, till 30 June to get your money split. Yep. But given you've probably just filled out your notice of intent, mm-hmm. and that's the other big one I said before the ad break, don't split money until you've lodged your notice of intent if you're going to claim a tax deduction in your own name. Because if you move the money before you claim the deduction, you'll miss out on the deduction. So line your ducks up, take your time, don't do anything in a panic, don't do it after 16 beers, mm-hmm. do it on a Monday about 11 o'clock when you're fresh. Mm-hmm. Get the, money, the, the, the paperwork into the fund, get it split, get everything lodged, make sure you've got everything you need because you can't suck it back and say to the super fund, oh, I'm sorry, can I claim this, please? Once that horse is bolted, you can't get a saddle on it. Indeed. So, Luke, where can listeners get more information? Yeah, so 6260 4749. 
is the number in the office. We've got envisionfinancial.com.au. We've got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker, Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify. And people can subscribe to the YouTube channel, Envision Financial Canberra, where we've got all of the shows. You can watch it on your phone. We've got the key takeouts before and after the ad break. And you don't have to read anything, which is just fantastic. It is as simple as that. Luke, thanks very much. See you next week. We'll get you once again next Friday afternoon at the same time right here on 2 C Luke Smith from Envision Financial to talk money once again.